who two years ago described himself as a second-generation post-Holocaust Jewish-Australian on a journey with his father of a lifetime. Henry Weinreich comes from one of Australia's top Ivy League law schools at the University of Sydney and lived in London for five years involved in the multi-million pound event company that created Sir Bob Geldorf's Live Aid for Acute Poverty in Africa. He then joined his family's bridal design business in New York City creating the Henry Roth and Michelle Roth brand with his parents, Annetta and Joseph Reinreich. Their dresses are featured around the world on Bravo's Say Yes to the Dress. More recently, Henry in Melbourne as the founder of his own personal branding company. And he's now back in his hometown of Sydney on his path to authorship. Hi, Henry. Thank you very much, Amit. I cannot believe we blink... Two years later, and here we are. It's extraordinary. A pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while, and it's so good to have you back. And in a few sentences, Henry, and catching up with you and your father's project, can you give us an insight into what the stories I told my son is? Well, it's really exciting because where we left off two years ago, the stories I told my son, which was a sit-down, face-to-face project with my father, really started to unveil the the stories of brutality of Stalinist Russia during World War II. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, fascinatingly enough, fortunately and unfortunately, it's become incredibly topical and current right now. Yeah. So that was the original premise of the stories I told my son Amit. But what's transpired and what's been so extraordinary is in my father telling me his stories – One of the real stories is discovering about each other mm-hmm. and about ourselves as seen through the eyes of modern-day Sydney, Australia in 2019. Mm. What's interesting as well, Amit, and I'm sure we can all relate to this. I'm sure you can relate to it. We can all relate to it. Mm-hmm. Every person on this planet has somebody that's super significant in their lives that they've always wanted to sit down and, and speak to and ask them questions to get answers to. That they've always wanted to know correct but unfortunately the way life is sometimes that opportunity disappears the beautiful thing about this book is that it answers that yearning that we all have what was it that made you undertake this daunting project Henry I think I met um, and that's a pretty deep question uh, thank you for asking it I think you know in life um, we all have epiphanies we all have those aha moments and especially as writers you have that aha moment and for me it was when I had a real wake-up call when my father was seriously sick in hospital mm. critically ill and I was by his bedside and I begged him in my mind please pull through and I promise you I'm going to sit down and talk to you and ask you all the questions I never have asked you and, and really understand you, not as a child anymore, but as an adult. And we were blessed for that fact to happen. 
and I packed up my bags. As soon as he left hospital, I moved back from Melbourne to Sydney and I came home to find those stories, the stories I told my son. It's such a wonderful feeling to be beside your parents and hear their stories. How old are your parents now? Oh my God, they're extraordinary. Honestly, I've never seen <laughs> two such extraordinary people in my life, Annette and Joseph Weinreich. They're 93 wow. and 95. And the interesting thing is, honestly, they don't even want me around. I can't even, they hardly allow me to help them, Amit. <laughs> so basically, they have hardly any help. My mother runs around, the mask, you know, the, 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 the head of the household there, she has a walking stick. And I'm telling you, she does, she does the cooking with the walking stick. She, she does the dishes. She puts them with everything away. Wow. They're extraordinary. They're vital. And I think, Amit, the thing I've truly learned from them both and especially doing this writing is the yearning for freedom the 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 necessity of freedom is truly translated in my parents it's it's quite extraordinary amazing look i have to admit two years is a long time since we spoke with you last why has it taken so long Oh, you know, I mean, that's really great. And I'm reflecting here in the studio with you. And I think the answer to that is I never knew it was going to take that long. Right. So in actual fact, when we counted back, we started um, on the 27th of January, 2019. And I remember it specifically, it was the Sydney to Hobart race. You know, it was sweltering hot. It was, you know, we were, we were schwitzing, literally. We were perspiring. It was like cicadas were going crazy. It was hot. It was a typical Sydney summer day. And all of a sudden, blink, three and a half years later, when you ask me that question, I would say, well, first of all, there was no blueprint to doing this work. There was no blueprint at all. Second of all, I had to learn how to interview my father. The other thing was there were big periods of reflection. You know, after whatever we discussed, we had to take that back and just sort of recalibrate our brain. The other thing is initially, and my father and I have discussed this as well, the first year, honestly, was breaking through It was transcribing the stories, but also coming back to my father and saying, you know, this sounds good, but it's not, it's not, there's something missing here. And so what was happening was my father was telling me the stories he thought I wanted to hear. And finally, we cracked through for him to tell me the stories that were really the stories. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of time. The, the final thing, now that when I'm thinking about it, you're asking me is, there was so much vivid imagery. Can you imagine the juxtaposition, the, the differences between, you know, uh, uh, Yiddish village in Poland and, uh, you know, prisoner of war camp in Russia and, 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 and all the stuff that goes with that, plus then the imagery of Sydney, Australia in 2019. So ultimately, my style changed and I started writing it from the eyes of a drone. And that took three and a half years. So there you are. It's your first day, the first few minutes, in a face-to-face interview with your father. How did you start the conversation? Well, that's really important because the night before, I just couldn't sleep. You know, I, had, I, I just could not sleep. And I was thinking, how am I going to start? That's a really good question, actually. How am I going to start this interview? How are we going to actually commence? So, you know, I, I get off the bus and I walk up the road and I walk up the driveway and my heart is pounding and it's hot, as I said, and I, you know, have to have a glass of water and, and I enter into the household. Before I even put my bags down, my father says to me, welcome. 
I'm like, yep, this is going to be a very interesting start to the book. And he said, I wonder if you want to ask me, how well do you think you know me? How well do you think you know me, Amit? He said to me. And I said, look, I have had uh, some amazing conversations with you. I've known you for 62 years, you know, my life, living life. Um, I would say 89, 90%. And he goes, you know what? You know me 30%, but you're going to know me 100% at the last page of this book. That's how we started interviewing. Wow. Look, this is something that not a lot of adults are doing with their parents, especially at this age. And this is the best time to sit with them and talk about their life. And in discussing the trauma of war stories, what impact did they make on you? I don't think you can ever be prepared when it becomes so personal. And when you have such a personal memoir, it becomes the personal stories of everybody. Mm-hmm. So we, all the people that jo- are joining us on this journey between my father and myself, there's trauma involved. And you can't sweep it under the table and say, there's no trauma. But I look at the light, actually. And I think to myself, you know what? It was cathartic because together with our readers and our audience that join us, we go through a, a, a redemption, a resolution. A, a, there are answers. And there are so many lessons that I learned from my father. And actually coming up to mind, if you were to ask me, you know, what's one of the number one takeaways from all, from all the quotes he gave me? I think the one that's really stuck in my mind is he said to me, you know, life can try and take the heart out of you, but it must never take the soul out of your heart. So there was trauma, yes. But my goodness, it's, you know, I'm just not the same person that I was. I mean, I, I'm a different human being. So in the trauma, there was a cathartic rebirth, if you like, and a bonding between my father and I that's indescribable. Mm-hmm. Who are your mentors and inspirations, Henry? I'm really glad you asked that of me because um, the book is dedicated to the matriarchs of our family. So although the title is The Stories I Told My Son – It gives the writer a real indication, a real insight into just exactly where our family places the females of our family on a pedestal. So first and foremost, I would say my mother, Annette Weinreich, extraordinary. She's the original author of our family. She's published a book, uh, The Right Time to Speak, which you can get on Amazon.com. It's a, a fast-selling uh, biography. And so my mother really taught my father and I some of the, you know, the things that we had to look out for when it came to writing. Uh, my sister Lillian has been one of the main readers and critiques of the work. My sister Michelle Roth is, uh, Lillian Weinreich is a critique. Michelle Roth is my managing director. But there are a few people that come to mind, actually. There's um, Paul Franklin, who I did work together with in Project Runway Australia. Um, he's become an ambassador to the project, which is extraordinary. Dr. Rachel Conn, she's an Australian author and broadcaster. And she produced, I think when she spoke to me, 1,700 shows I met for ABC Radio National. So she's been one of the authors that have been a mentor and helped me through the transcripts. Dr. David Salvage, for example, he's a leading New York City psychiatrist. Paris Cutler, who's been the author of five best-selling how to, uh, lifestyle books. Bram Presser in Melbourne, a literary award winner, um, and so on and so forth. So my mentors have been a network of extremely accomplished people. Um, 
Also, one other person that comes to mind is um, Yeshua Nasov. Now, he was my spiritual and mystical um, mentor and go-to, him and his wife, Nissa, And we spent hours at his place on a Sunday going through theology and going through spiritual questions and the meaning of life and Jewish traditions. And how lucky is my father and I that we've had that team around us because this piece of literary work is destined to be, you know, on the, the on the way to being published at one of the top uh, and leading publishing houses in either New York or in London. What would um, be one of the top quotes you would say from the memoir? Yeah, um, let me think about that for a second. I would say that besides the one about... Um, about, um, you know, you can't take the heart out of your soul. You can't take the soul out of your heart. The other one that actually comes to mind, and it was just so strong, when my father, and I'm not going to tell you exactly because I don't want to take the story away, but my father said to me, um, I don't believe in blind faith. It's just not within me. To me, that's huge, I mean. When we'll be reading the stories I told my son, Henry? Well, this interview and the way I've been doing discussions and I've been putting up, you know, websites and all that sort of stuff is what I call my pre-submission um, interviews and discussions. Um, I will keep my cards close to me as to when we're actually going to be publishing this extraordinary epic, the stories I told my son. But I can assure you, Amit, as we have a great journalistic relationship with each other in SBS you'll be one of the first to know and your audience. Thanks, Henry. I appreciate it. Now, how do we connect with you and your father? Well, that's a very good question. My sister's the managing director and we have just launched our new website, which is a landing page actually, called henryweinreich.org. So on henryweinreich.org, it basically brings together all the history of the bridal and the American TV and the Australian TV and Project Runway Australia and our new literary project onto one website. And when you scroll down, you've got all the social media buttons to connect with us. And we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Medium, Twitter. It's not difficult to find us and we can't wait to talk to you directly. Nice, nice. Henry Weinreich, thank you so much for sharing your progress on the road to authorship. It was great speaking to you again after so long and I'm sure we will speak soon again. Wishing you and your parents all the best and good luck with future projects. Thank you, Amit. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.